Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success, the podcast that helps you be the leader you were meant to be. Our speakers are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal, both experienced leaders in their own right. They will share with you more about their careers and background as our podcasts evolve. As you will hear, leadership is a fascinating subject with literally hundreds of definitions. But the purpose of these podcasts is simple for Hector and Steve. They want you to be a better leader. No matter where you are now, what they have to share is vital to your future leadership success. So let's jump in. Here are Hector McAhern and Steve Royal. Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Leadership Success, a podcast that has only one purpose, to help you become a better leader. We ask you to be here, and glad, glad you're here, and uh, hope that we can uh, help you uh, achieve those leadership goals. Our process is based on our experiences. Hector and I have uh, years of experience in leadership and leading others, as well as coaching and helping others be better leaders. But it's also based on the wisdom and um, experiences of people who have gone through our programs as participants and as we've gathered their their insights into the characteristics that make up an effective leader. And I would call those characteristics the uh, quiet, everyday actions that help you be the authentic leader that you want to be. Today, we're going to uh, look at um, one that uh, is often uh, cited by people as being uh, a, an important characteristic, but when you try to define it, it becomes a little bit more difficult. And that is, a person is considered an effective leader if they lead by example. And I'm sure you've heard those uh, those words before. The definition that we've put on that is a leader that sets and demonstrates high work standards and ethical behavior and is enthusiastic and supportive of their subordinates. So we look at that process, and um, uh, it's often pictured as the person who leads from the front um, rather than um, uh, leading from the back, um, or uh, other sites of examples of leading by example. And um, uh, often it is... um, seen as helping uh, a leader, helping um, a group or an individual accomplish a specific task, which may not be uh, considered directly in their responsibility. So uh, um, let me sort of jump over to Hector and see uh, what your experience with leading by example uh, means for you and what kinds of things have you observed? It's very important to me, leading by example not just in in a situation where there is a person that that uh, works for me, but I have observed in environments people who work for my boss or other people that I have gotten a great deal of, I would say, inspiration and encouragement from based on the way that they set the example. You and I have been uh, working with the young man who's been helping us, and he asked an interesting question as we were preparing this podcast, and uh, it was, are leaders born or 
are they natural? Do they come, do you come here being a leader or do you come here with leadership potential or do you come here with certain amount of charisma or uh, looks or debonair or whatever? What, what, what is, uh, what's your thought about that, Steve? What, how are leaders made or born? And I, I, I would start by saying in, in my own answer, because of what we are doing right now with these podcasts, is however you shake that out, what we believe is you have what I would call the, the hidden capability to be a great leader born or not. You you have what it takes to be a good leader if you uh, would like to be. Now, there are a lot of nuances around that because there are a lot of people who don't want to be a leader. I've, I've had people say to me, look, I do not, period, want to be a leader. Uh, I want to, I want you to tell me what I got to do and I'm going to do that. But then I want to rest at night. When I go home, I want it to be done. <laughs> and so uh, it is a good question that I think people ought to think about, particularly those who are in positions that um, feel like they want to be a leader. Uh, well, it is a great question and, and um, one that I think challenges uh, a lot of folks uh, because um, society expects people to want to be a leader. Uh, so say, I mean, just sort of the, they, they expect you to get ahead and, and being ahead means that ultimately you, you lead other people or you're, uh, you're placed in those positions. And, uh, so there's a push to do that. Uh, and, um, so I think the, uh, and I have had experiences in, in, especially in my coaching days, um, where I have had people who said, uh, just like you were saying, I do not want to be a leader. As a matter of fact, I had somebody in a class that is a leadership class, um, and their organization had put them in there, um, and he was facing a real um, uh, dilemma because they had put him in this class. They had sort of said that they wanted him to move up and to take responsibility for some uh, more more. Uh, engage things. And, um, he was very concerned because when I sat down and talked with him one on one, he was pretty quick to say, I don't really want to be a leader. I love what I do. I love the task that I have in front of me, but I do not want to be a leader. And he said, Am I shooting myself in the foot for saying that? And, um, I knew the organization pretty well. And so I was able to tell him with some degree of confidence that. Um, I thought that was, you know, that he was not going to be demoted or, um, uh, sort of ostracized because he didn't want to be a leader, but we explored that a little bit more in terms of our conversation with him. And, um, what he was most nervous about was the responsibility that leaders have to help other people be successful. And he didn't feel like that was part of his, his skill set. So to, to go back to the the question you ask, are, are leaders born or, or are they developed? Um, a, um, 
a, a writer that I have kept up with is a fellow named Dave Milet, and uh, he uh, he writes and says that um, we don't train leaders, we develop leaders. And so some people are capable or and want to be developed at the highest level of leadership. Um, and if you think about the military, they uh, they might progress through the ranks and uh, and want to be, you know, the general or the, the captain of the ship or that sort of thing, that they really want to be that level of leader. But other people, um, and I'll use my son as an example. My son is a, uh, a very talented set director, set designer, I'm sorry, set designer uh, for live theater and, um, and, uh, and will tell you, wakes up every day uh, saying that I get to do exactly what I want to do every day. Now, is he a leader? Has to be sometimes, but uh, in his small organization, uh, he likes being the uh, the person doing the designing, not the person sort of making the contracts. But he uh, he, he can do either. But um, uh, but he uh, he would say that his probably he would say it this way: his biggest nightmare is that he has to sit down and manage fifty people every day. That would be the last thing he wants to do. Because what he really wants to do is have uh, a computer in front of him and the ability to design and, and do what he wants to do, what he loves to do. Um, and so I think there are people like that. And he's fortunate because he has found a career path that allows him to be successful and have that approach. But others, uh, perhaps in a more uh, structured uh, environment, uh, where the expectation is to get ahead that uh, you have to be a leader. And so um, I think the answer is that with the proper development, almost anyone can become a leader. Can they become a great leader? Uh, I think so, but it takes a lot of work, and we've already demonstrated that. I mean, we're, um, we're talking about the characteristics that it takes to be a leader. And uh, while I call these the, the quiet uh, sort of everyday activities that it takes to be uh, to be a leader. Um, they're still the important aspects of that. You have to think. They have to think about them, and uh, and some people just don't want to do that, or they they don't think they're capable of doing. So, and to appreciate the difference, my son, who's the same age as your son, yeah. um, his focus would be just the opposite. Yeah, he's kind of an. Uh, not necessarily a born leader, but an emerging leader who enjoys directing and leading people and uh, would love the idea to manage a group of 50 people. Uh, I think one of the things that you are suggesting is when you are putting a business together, and you, you talked about this last week, yeah. is the whole issue of understanding what you deserve in a position and what a position requires. In selecting people that are leaders, it requires a different kind of selection process than selecting a person who is uh, good at doing a thing. And I think it's important, very important, to understand what a person's desires are. Right. And I, I think getting that very, very clear 
initially is so important because I do think that we can drive leaders to a point that they are basically destroyed because they fail so miserably at leadership because that's really not what they want to do. And, and, and secondly, that's not what they feel called to do. And they try to do it and they, they feel miserably. So our opportunity with those people is to make certain that when you have an organization and you are selecting people, that you place the right people in the right position and you do it, uh, uh, with, uh, very, very conscientious kind of thoughts. Yeah, I think you're, uh, I think you're, you're on there that you, that the process of placing them in play, uh, placing them in and building that company. And it, it brought to mind, I, um, I think we can sort of go down this path for a minute, but I worked for a company, uh, that, um, was originally founded by a very talented, uh, uh, psychologist. Um, and, um, over the years, the, the company had great success. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this particular psychologist was referenced in a number of books by uh, leading banking executives uh, here in North Carolina uh, as being influential in their success. And so enjoyed great, uh, great respect from that standpoint. However, when it came to managing that consulting firm, um, one could only describe it as being a disaster. Uh, it was, and that's probably being kind. Um, you mean because of his leadership? Because of his style? leadership, exactly. Even mm-hmm. though he was, uh, he was a great psychologist and, uh, a, a really early pioneer in leadership development sort of activities. But, um, his own leadership style, um, it was not unusual, quite frankly, for him to fire one of his senior people on a regular basis <laughs> and then would uh, the next day or sometimes even later in the afternoon would call him and say, come on back in here. I was just, you know, I just wouldn't think it or so what something like that. And it was just, you know, it was that sort of uh, uh, uncultured uh, environment that, uh, that he created, but the leadership development that he designed and he put together, uh, goes on to till today. I mean, it still is a part of another organization, but it still is, is part of that process. Um, so th- th- that's, a, I think, a great example of here was a person whose technical skills, his psychological skills, was renowned. People uh, would, uh, would seek him out for that. But his ability to manage his own company was severely limited. So I think it, it goes to that. Um, could he be, could he have been a better leader? Probably. If he had, would he have been as successful as he was? Probably not. So, uh, it, it's a matter of, of, of that sequence. So, hmm. so it's interesting. Yeah. It, uh, it's, um, uh, and when we talk about the, you know, the subject that we started with, the leads by example, um, there's an example of, uh, you know, no, he did not lead by example. He, was a, he, he continued to set the wrong example within the organization, but he was able to coach others in a way that they were successful, which is a gift. Um, 
But let's let let's circle back to that uh, leads by example. Uh, give me an example of where you have seen others, or even yourself, uh, where you have um, led by example, or seen others that have done that, and and what did it mean, and what was the the uh, the outcome? Well, you know, there there are a couple of three that I could give you, but I would start with myself and. Uh, some things that I think I personally was able to master to be able to be a uh, a good example of leading. And, and one was being very observant. I believe that a person who leads effectively has to be very, very observant. And by that, I simply mean you got to know what's going on. And I loved to observe the people work in the work area I worked in, which predominantly was human resources, and understand clearly what they did and why. So loving, observing, one, and two, really understanding why. Because I think in, in human resources, why, why becomes very, very important. Why you do what you do, the way that you do what you do is so critical. So, um, I, I, I loved managing by what, uh, I got accused of for a good while, uh, managing by walking around. You know, when I was working uh, in a job, you you have to see me everywhere or anywhere. You know, I would be all over the place and not for the intent of checking up on people, but just learning and finding out what was important to them and what their life was like on the ground, right. which, which is often uh, very, very important. Uh, I think that was a, a, a thing that I enjoyed and listening uh, with action in mind. And I say listening with action in mind is not listening with a thought of what I'm going to say back to you when you give me something. Uh, it's another thing that I think was very, very important. And... uh the whole idea of then taking all of that and putting it together in in a tapestry of uh, strategic approach. I love doing that right. myself. And uh, the other thing, Steve, that that I have always enjoyed were people. I love the people that I worked with. I love their their will and their determination and their absolutely uh, desire and ability to get the job done. And I have always been been that way. And uh, so that's kind of where I, I personally think about is uh, some of the things I've done. And, and a lot of what we have talked about on this podcast uh, from, day, from time to time or things that I felt like uh, I did 
And I'm certain at some point uh, you and I will probably talk at some point about, so what, what didn't you do that may have gotten in your way? And uh, I think if I went that way now, it would be probably I may have waited too long to deal with accountability in some other people. I really gave other people the absolute benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Which I think at some point one might say, Hector, it didn't take you that long to decide. Because yeah. <laughs> there were situations that I decided, yeah. but I, I didn't pull the plug or whatever. So Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of those uh, challenges I think we all face is that, you know, when do you, when do, you do that? Well, let me share, a, a, since we're talking about leading by example, uh, uh, the experience that... Um, that comes most to mind to me uh, goes all the way back to my uh, early early days, um, right after college. Uh, this was 1968, so I've just dated myself. Uh, <laughs> if anybody's concerned, uh, you're a young man. I'm a young man. <laughs> but um, uh, in 1968, uh, this was right in the middle of the Vietnam War. Uh, all of my friends were being drafted, and uh, many of them sent off to Vietnam, and um, I was fortunate enough to uh, go up to the uh, Coast Guard uh, recruiting station and um, volunteer for the Coast Guard um, prior to being drafted into the Army. Uh, and so in February of 1960, uh, uh, 1968, I uh, was put on a bus and taken to Cape May, New Jersey for, um, uh, for basic training in the Coast Guard. Uh, if you don't know Cape May, it's a beautiful spot. I think in the summer, I never saw it in the summer because uh, I was there in February through uh, uh, through early May, and um, and so uh, my leading by example is, is this: we uh, I was part of a one hundred person, one hundred man uh, platoon uh, that was coming in, and we were divided into two fifty person bunks uh, rooms or, or uh, barracks. So I was on one side, it was all alphabetical, so I was on one side, and the A's and B's were on the other side. And, um, and so um, the challenge was, uh, here are, uh, now, I, I was a little bit older than most everybody else in my company, um, because I had finished college uh, and then gone into the, uh, into the Coast Guard. Most of the people around me were 18, 19 years old, uh, you know, fresh, uh, fresh into this with new experiences and um, I won't tell you all the fun because there were there were thousands of different misunderstandings about what we were doing and so forth. But anyway, long story short, these two uh, this hundred man group was divided into two fifty man persons, and my side of the group uh, I saw right away needed help. I mean, these were people who were the, the for for the most part had left home uh, for the first time in their life. They'd really never been very far away from home, and so they didn't have much experience. And as I said, I was a little bit older. So the first first thing you have to do is to take all your the stuff that they give you, all the new clothes, and take all your old clothes and all that sort of stuff. Go through that, get your uniform straight, um, and then figure out how to polish shoes, how to make up beds, and 
this group had no clue. And so I spent um, most of my first week there helping my side of the barracks uh, uh, get ready for the rest of uh, of uh, boot camp training. And I mean, and I helped you know, everybody there, helped them do whatever needed to be done, uh, coached them, counseled them, told them how to make up a bed, showed them how to make up a bed, showed them how to polish shoes. I mean, just basic sorts of stuff. Um, the other side of the barracks uh, had their own people that were, were, were trying to do this. And unbeknownst to me, there was this thing called best shipmate. Uh, I had no idea there was a, anything. But as we went through boot, uh, boot camp and uh, that whole experience, um, I continued to help people wherever I could. Not because I was thinking, gosh, I'm going to be a leader. Not because it was anything um, uh, that I thought there was any personal gratification to it or whatever. It was just that a bunch of people needed help. Um, and um, and so as we, we went through that process, well, as we graduated, when we graduated in May, um, one of the things that was given out was a best shipmate award. And my, uh, all of my contemporaries, people in that hundred man uh, had voted and I was elected best shipmate. Now, I still have that plaque, by the way, mm-hmm. because I think in terms of telling me about leadership, it was probably the most important experience I had in my whole adult career. Because there was nothing to be gained by helping those people out. I mean, it, 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 you know, I wasn't going to be promoted for that. I wasn't, but I wasn't told to do it. Um, there were 49 other people who, if, if they'd had the skills, they would have, uh, have seen fit to do that. But I got recognized because I did that for those folks. And I think I can say this without being without too much uh, hubris, but uh, I, I think that it probably meant more to me than any award, any recognition I've ever gotten, because it helped. I I, I helped those those hundred guys have a better experience, and um, the result of that was. I simply led them by example, and hopefully, I don't know this, I have no way of knowing this, that by doing that, I helped them understand what leadership was all about. And I didn't do it because I understood leadership. I didn't, but I simply did it. And so I think that would be the message I would give to our listening audience, is that leading by example does not mean doing something so that you get rewarded for it, um, but or even get recognized for it but it is helping other people do what their job is and helping them get that, you know, be successful. So that's pretty powerful, Steve. And I, and I think, um, that is so selfless. The whole issue of great leadership at some point goes back to motive. And how willing are you to do things when you know you aren't going to get paid for it? And uh, I have seen that. I'm not certain I've seen it the way you did it, 
but I've seen it in uh, a few people who really got the message that really serving the people is the, the very basic way of rewarding yourself. So I think that's great. I think that's great. And, and, uh, all of what you did had to encapsulate almost everything else that we can talk about simply because, uh, it's no, it's so powerful to me. And one of the things that, that, that I had to discover in my own efforts to lead, uh, early was never to lie to myself. Mm-hmm. The idea of always being honest with Hector is something that I don't think anybody can escape with. Anybody who's in leadership, the idea of, of lying to yourself about about anything, what you can do, what you can't do, all of those things, to me, if you lie to yourself, you are operating in deception, and deception never wins. No, I, I, I think you're exactly right. I think we, we have to be honest. Uh, uh, as we've talked about before, you have to be self-aware. You have to be uh, able to understand who you are and, and what motivates you and uh, and um, uh, and how you react to uh, uh, to different things. It all mm. has to it, it has to come together. And um, there is there is um, uh, nothing about that that um, you can escape because it, it is you. I mean, it's sort of it's the basis for who you are, what you do, um, and um, sort of never uh, i love what you said about uh, never lying to yourself is it just being honest with who this is who mm-hmm. you are and understanding that and understanding how you got there one of, one of the important things is understanding what your life experiences are uh, it's one of the things that um i often stress in in talking to groups about uh, about leadership um and and that is that um while Leading by example is uh, is a great attribute and a big, great characteristic for leadership. What we're really talking about is does not mean, though, that you are encouraging other people to, quote, lead like you lead. I think this is one of those fallacies in the whole leadership development process that says, hey, here's a book that um, John Doe wrote, and it says how to be a great leader by John Doe. Mm-hmm. And what I take exception to is that you can't be a great leader like John Doe. Fill in the blank about what name you want to put on there, whether it's, um, uh, well, I won't even quote names, but uh, you, you can put any name you want to in there. And uh, because you are not that person, you can, your, your life experiences are totally different from that person, whoever that person is. And and I'm not saying they didn't do great, do great things as a leader. What I'm saying is, if the book you're looking at, if you're trying to figure out how can I do what they did, mm-hmm. you're starting from a non-starting position. You, you're, you're not there. You can't do that. It's like somebody going out and saying, today, 
I'm going to be just like Michael Jordan and be successful as Michael Jordan was on the basketball court. Well, you can't be. You can be LeBron, LeBron James, but you can't be Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And you can't play like him, jump like him, uh, have the successful career like him because you're not him. And you don't have his life experiences in addition to you don't not have his physique and his muscles and everything else. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that you can't copy somebody else to be a leader. That's why being self-aware is so important. And leading by example, what we're talking about here is being able to demonstrate what leadership is all about without the fanfare of somebody saying, oh, aren't you wonderful? Leading by example means that you're simply going to show other people how you would approach that project. And if someone's struggling, you're going to help them. If they're being successful, you're going to applaud them. Um, But you're going to lead by example. You know, there was a um, fragrance out a a while ago that uh, that fragrance on you caused you to smell one way and the same fragrance on me caused me to smell a different way. <laughs> this, the fragrance was the same as it was made, but for each of us, it was different on us. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way you have to think about leadership. I, is it, 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 yeah. it is very different. And all of, so for, for example, If you said, I'm going to do everything Stephen and Hector is saying on these podcasts, and I'm going to now be the great leader (laughs) in the world. Well, the truth of the matter is you can be the great leader, but the only great leader you will be is the leader that you are and not the leader that Steve is or Hector is. And uh, there's something about that that makes me feel, uh, I'm going to say warm and tingly, but it really makes me feel good about the whole idea of leading by example because it says just inherent in in what we've discussed, that when you lead by example, you are doing something that really is virtuous and different. Right. Which you really got me all snowed about sacred responsibility. Yeah. I, I think all of what we are talking about is a sacred responsibility that everybody who works for anybody else ought to have. I ought to offer that to you. If nothing else, I offer that to you. And I believe that if doing that the right way uh, works, which I'm certain that it will, uh, will offer us so great an opportunity to be great leaders. Right. So I, I, I think about that. 
Can you think of anybody else uh, that were great leaders in your work environment other than you, except uh, versus what you just said? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I can. There's uh, uh, there's one other person um, that, uh, and I'm sure there were there were others, that, uh, but that demonstrated this this characteristic. Uh, and um, this was actually uh, going back to the part of that story I was telling you. But when I got out of the Coast Guard, I had worked for the bank prior to going into the Coast Guard, and so when I came out, I went back to work for the bank. Um, and uh, and the job that I had when I came back in um, was part of the operations group. Doesn't really matter, but um, the manager that I had that uh, that I had when uh, uh, when I came back in was a young man. Uh, he was probably a year ahead of me coming back to coming into the, the bank. Uh, but he was the manager of this little group that we were part of on operations. And, um, our jobs were training, uh, other people, training people in the operations division and also documenting all the operations manuals and those sort of things that we were responsible for. And, um, he was, one of the kindest and best leaders I've ever worked with, uh, because he sort of took me under his wing, um, showed me all the stuff that we, uh, that we needed to be doing. And, and I hadn't worked in an office. I mean, that wasn't what my experience in the Coast Guard had been. I, I worked on airplanes, uh, and turned wrenches and, you know, bent stuff and that sort of thing. So, um, uh, I didn't have the sort of work experience that, uh, that was required. So, um, he just took me under his wing and, and he showed me how to do everything that we were responsible for, um, and, uh, helped me through that process, the transition from the military to, uh, working back in an organization that I knew the organization, but didn't know it well because I'd been away from four for four years. So, uh, and he, uh, he would sit down and, explain things to me. Uh, when I got stuck, uh, he would come in and help, um, and figure out what I, how, what I needed to do. Um, he was just generally a, uh, a, a, a very supportive person. And, uh, and I, and, and it helped me make a, a really strong transition, uh, from, uh, the Coast Guard into, uh, uh civilian life. And, uh, uh, and, um, again, it was, uh, his outreach that uh, gave me the confidence to continue to uh, to be there, and I was at that organization for another fifteen years. So, mm-hmm. um, so yes, I can't. It was uh, was very helpful, and um, and and quite frankly, I was not the only person he did that for. I mean, that was just his approach to managing that unit. Was he was there to help, um, and he also worked as late as all of us did because we often had deadlines to meet and that sort of thing, and. Um, so it was that kind of support and, uh, um, uh, I never will forget that we had, um, one of our tasks was to write a, uh, a, a manual that had the, um, the president's, um, the CEO's letter in the beginning of it. And, um, we all worked really, really hard. This is kind of a funny story, but we really all worked very hard on this uh, this manual or, or, uh, basically it was a handbook and, um, worked really hard with it and tried to get it, get it right. 
uh, so forth, and and had it proofread nine hundred times. I mean, everybody in the in the uh, the bank got to read it to make sure we had it right. And so we published it, uh, sent it out, sent copies out to you know to everybody, and uh, came in the next morning after having worked all this. And on his desk, fortunately, he was still re- responsible for this. On his desk was a copy of that manual that um, the CEO had left on his desk with the bank's name circled on the letter that was from the CEO. The bank's name was circled and it was misspelled. So uh, he also took, uh, when to talk about lead by example, he also took, <laughs> he took the heat, um, which was, uh, again, very generous of him to do that. But uh, uh, so, yeah, I've <laughs> that's amazing. That's and and, and I, I kind of know the bank you're talking about, and I can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> that happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, uh, it, was not, it was not a career builder, put it that way. Well, you know, I, I worked for a woman. And I I say that deliberately because at that time, women in senior leadership roles, you just didn't see many of them. And she was a person who had the ability. This is what I admired about her. There were a lot of other things that we've talked about that I admired about her. But one of the things I admired about her was her ability to decipher what we were calling at that time the mumbo-jumbo from senior management to our level in the organization. And this lady had the ability to separate what was fact and what was generally fantasy or some other uh, explanation uh, that that you could call. And she was so good at that. She was able to get in the weeds on things that were very, very important and articulate them in a way that you really understood it. And you not only understood it, you understood the why of it. This is, this is it, and this is why we are doing it this way. Really made a big difference in my development with her. Because the other thing, you know, what you learn is there are people deep in organizations who, for whatever reason, if they don't have a good supervisor, they never learn how, what they make money. They don't. They don't know how, for example, a financial institution makes money. Period. Yeah. And they're there, many of them, twenty, twenty-five years, but they don't have any idea why it's done because they come in, they do their job, do the and job. They, yeah. so uh, nobody takes the time to to bring them in to bring them a large. Yeah. 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 That that's. Uh, 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 that's that's remarkable, and I think uh, what we've successfully done, and I think appropriately for uh, for the audience, is we've taken this concept of leads by example, 
and we've expanded it to understand how all of these things are examples of uh, uh, of what's uh, what it means to lead by example. It's not it's not simply somebody coming in and doing sitting down beside you and helping you sort widgets or or do something like that um, or uh, something of that nature. What it really is is giving others the vision, if you will, to be able to see someone who's really effective at leadership and what it, what it means for that and what the impact of that means. And in your example, leading from wherever you are. Right. I mean, you were not a senior leader at that time, but yeah. you were in a place that you provided leadership. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Far from it, because one of the things I had to teach some of those people how to do was how to clean a commode. So I'll, you know, I was not, I was not very far up the ladder. <laughs> so, but, but I think that's, that's an important part to remember here is that I think often leads by example is this sort of vision of uh, a leader who sits down at the production line and sort of helps you sort widgets or whatever. Uh, and that's really um, what we're really saying is that the way we've defined it is it really is a uh, a broader view of uh, leading by example. It's sort of giving people the ability to see what good leadership looks like. I think that's right. Yeah. And and uh, demonstrating it, yeah. uh, making it a part, a part of who you are. When you are a leader, one of the things that ought to be on your mind is I need to lead by example. I need to show people uh, what a position in leadership can deliver. Yeah, one of the uh, the visuals that I'll, I'll, I'll sort of we're sort of towards the end of our our process here, but uh, one of the visuals I'll leave you with is that uh, we're like the goldfish in the bowl, and in the bowl we look a lot bigger than we actually are. Uh, so. Uh, you can't believe your own uh, your own reflection, but people look at that. They watch you as if you were the goldfish in the bowl, and that's what what we're talking about. That's leading by example. They want to see what you do, and they remember every one of those things. They remember the things you do positively, and they remember the things that you don't do positively. So, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. You're in the bowl, Steve. You're, you're in the bowl. You're, sw- <laughs> you're, 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 you swim as hard as you can, and you never get anywhere. That's right. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, and uh, hope everyone has enjoyed our uh, our discussion of leading by example. And uh, uh, we look forward to uh, uh, having you come back. And uh, we'd love for you to uh, send us questions, uh, uh, send us uh, comments about what you hear us say, and whether you've had similar experiences, or uh, even if you disagree with us, we'd love to, to, to have that opportunity to chat with you. So thanks very much, and uh, we'll look forward to being with you again soon. That was great, guys, and a special thank you to our listeners. Remember, better leadership is your path to success. Please let us know how you like the podcast by giving us a five-star rating, by following us, or by subscribing to the podcast. Most importantly, please submit your questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes to our website, hiddensecretstoleadershipsuccess.com.